So welcome to Exodus 19, A Nation Married to Yah, with your host, Richard Massey. I pray that you guys are having a blessed Sabbath, and I pray also that whatever you and your family are going through, that Yah gives you the strength to go through it. So going back and forth in my mind, I just was thinking of what I was going to talk about next. I think we did like maybe three or four, maybe five different um, podcast on Hebrews, and there's no way that we can leave Hebrews and not talk about Hebrews 13. We might as well finish it out. I know we didn't do the earlier ones, Hebrews 1 and all that stuff. I don't think I did, but let's do Hebrews 13. This is going to be very short. It's a small, small arm chapter, and I'll be in and out of your hair in seconds. All right. It says, let the brotherly love continue. Do not forget to receive strangers, for by doing so, some may have unwillingly entertained messengers. Remember the prisoners as if chained with them and those being mistreated, since you yourselves are also in the body. Four, let marriage be respected by all and the bed be undefiled. But Elohim shall judge those who whore and adulterers. Five, let your way of life be without the love of money and be satisfied with what you have. For he himself has said, I shall never leave you nor forsake you. Six, so that we boldly say, Yahweh is my helper. I shall not fear what men shall do to me. See, like he's jumping all over the place from one little subject to the next, but that's just me. Remember those leading you who spoke the word of Elohim to you. Consider the outcome of the way of their life and imitate their belief. And that right there is where I want to expound a little bit more because Hebrews 13, 7 says, remember those leading you who spoke the word of Elohim to you Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their belief. Now, let's go to uh, Hebrews 12 real quick. This is going to tie in with the uh, first five uh, of Hebrews 12. So Hebrews 12 says, and this is in case, you know, when I said this last week, you had a hard time receiving what I was saying. So Hebrews 12 says, we too then having so great a cloud of witness all around us, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily entangles us. Let us run with endurance the race set before us. And last week I said that this great cloud of witnesses is not watching them, it's not watching us, but we're watching them. In this certain situation, what did Abraham do? In this certain situation, what did Moshe do? What did uh, uh, Jacob do? What did Isaac do? You know what I mean? What did, uh, what did um, Joshua do? How did they handle these situations? And based on how they handled these situations, that's how I'm going to handle it. What did Elijah do? You know what I mean? What did the great men and women of the Bible do in certain situations? And the Bible is telling me 
to imitate those very moves, especially when you read that whatever they did, it ended up being beneficial for them through Yah, through, through Elohim. So why not imitate and duplicate what they did, depending on what you need to get the rewards like they did? So I just wanted to read that chapter 12, one, it says, so we too then having so great a cloud of witnesses all around us, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily entangles us. Let us run with endurance the race set before us, right? So again, we're saying that they're not watching us like being spectators watching us. We didn't do anything. We're still trying to learn. But what they're doing, but what we're doing is we're watching them. What did they do? What did we read about them doing? What was their what was their result? What was their response when they were in a certain situation? So we go back to Hebrews 13, 7. And it says, Remember those leading you, those guys who spoke the wisdom of Elohim to you. Not, not disrespecting. This is not talking about your pastor in your church, especially if they're not speaking the word of Elohim to you in covenant commandment. It says, consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith, their belief. Imitate it, right? Eight, Yahweh Messiah is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now let's start right there. Because I heard a pastor explaining this, and I never thought about it like this. Uh, that uh, doc, um, Pastor Matthew Nolan, Pastor Matthew Nolan, he said, and eight says, Yahweh Messiah is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I've always heard this in the church that he never changes. But is that scripture saying what you think it's saying? Because he explained three ways that that Yahshua was not the same. And he was not the same in his person. He started off in heaven in glory. And then he came down and he took on flesh. Is that a change? I think it is. He was in glory. And then he put on mortality. He was crucified, and he went back up in glory, bloody, beaten, pierced in the side, right? Those are changes, right? So right there, I can start right there because we can see that he that something different happened. Let's talk about the way he deals with people. Some people are healed, and some people are not. And both have to have great faith. Whether he heals my son or he heals your son. Whether he heals my mother and he don't heal your mother. Sometimes he touches a certain person's finances. And sometimes he never touches mine. But he says that he's no respecter of person. Let's take on this one. Before, we started with animal sacrifices. 
Now he is the sacrifice. They had a temple. Now there's no more temple. Levitical priest was the high priest. Now he's the high priest. Are there changes there? It's like I'm waiting for somebody to say, yeah, I can see changes there. Or maybe somebody saying, no, that's not what it's saying. Okay. I'm just pointing out the particular changes or the different changes in how things were done. Sometimes, you know, when we, we say a prayer and nothing happened, we had to stay in faith. But our neighbor down the street can have a praise report. That's two different things. He does what he wants to do. Let his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Right? So now when we read Hebrews 13, 8, Yahweh Messiah is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's talking about covenant commandment. Mic drop. Everything that we've been reading in Hebrews that we have read was based on covenant commandment. One of the chapters talking about how he was a he was um, going to bring a better covenant. One of the chapters compared him to the Levitical priesthood. One of the chapters explained how he was a better covenant with him being a priest over the Levitical priesthood based on the fact that Levitical priests, they got older and they died off and had to be chosen or elected in. And he said, I would never die. That's a better covenant. The other priests, they had to cleanse themselves before they could even deal with any type of problem that you have. Yahshua says you can come boldly before the throne yourself because I'm always on location. Better covenant. The Levitical priests used the blood of animals. Yahshua said, I use my own blood. Better covenant. Right? So that's where he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, working and trying to get us to get back to the commandments. Yahshua died on the cross so that you can divorce the law to go back to the covenant. And it's not really divorcing the law. And I'll explain that next time. Now, it says, do not be born about with various and strange teachings. For it is good for the heart to be established by favor, not with foods, foods which have not profited those who have been occupied with them. 10. We have an altar from which those serving the, the tent have no authority to eat. 11. For the bodies of those who for the body of those beasts whose blood is brought into the set-apart place by the high priest for sin are burnt outside the camp. And Yahshua was not, he was burnt outside. He was, he was crucified outside the camp. See, it's the same format. The beasts were burnt outside the camp, and Yahshua was on the cross outside the camp. What was that, Golgotha? Outside Jerusalem. And so Yahweh also suffered outside the gate to set apart the people with his own blood, with his own blood, not the blood of animals. This is why we don't have a high priest no more, because he is a high priest. And this is why we don't have blood sacrifices with animals, because he died on the cross. 
13 said, let us then go to him outside the camp, bearing his reproach. For we have no lasting city here, but we seek the one coming. That is another whole discussion in itself. For we have no lasting city here, but we seek the one coming. That's meat. That's not milk right there. That's meat. That is that is to be chewed. That's not to be drank, drank down with a straw. That's meat right there. 15, through him then, let us continually offer up a slaughter of offering of praise to Elohim. Not by animals, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. So let me ask you this. Hypothetical. Hypothetical. 15 says, through him then, let us continually offer up a slaughter of offering. A slaughter offering of praise to Elohim. So we do that in the church, right? We do that. We offer our praise to Elohim in the church. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. We do that in the church. I did that in the church. Can you be doing it wrong if you're not living on covenant commandment? Like, okay, let's just say it's two people. It's two types of, it's two groups of people. One group of people is following covenant commandment. And a lot of times when you read in his word that blessings come when he tells you not to lose sight of keeping the covenant commandment, right? So let's say this group of people over here, they're keeping covenant commandment. And then now they're giving a slaughter offering to Elohim, right? With the fruit of their lips giving thanks to his name. And then we have another group that say that you don't have to do that no more, right? That since Yahshua HaMashiach died on the cross, he died on the cross for your sins. And now they're giving a, a slaughter offering of a praise to Elohim with the fruit of, the, of their lips giving thanks to his name. Is there any wonder why we're in the predicament that we're in in 2023 with our young people stealing cars, killing their parents, killing each other, stealing. Our government is at a fault big time. Police department can't stop crimes. Our presidents are confused. Because Yahshua said that these things will only happen if we did not follow covenant commandment. So how come if the churches are actually following covenant commandment, is this stuff happening? Is Yahshua a liar? Because here's the thing. You can say, well, in the church, Yahshua died on the cross. We don't have to do that no more. And then a lot of the things that he tells us not to do, we don't do. We don't commit adultery. We don't uh, sleep with each other's wives. We don't steal. We don't murder. But you know what else you don't? You don't honor the feast. Which is, if you look at my previous episodes, they explain why you should be doing them. You know what else you don't? 
You don't honor the Sabbath, which previously explained we should be honoring the Sabbath. So Yahshua told the one, the little boy, he's, well, the young man, there's one thing you lack. So let's say out of the Ten Commandments, you're doing seven. If you're not doing covenant commandment, you're already disrespecting covenant, I mean, uh, uh, commandments one and two. Let's say you are highly respectable to your neighbor at your job, but you don't do the feast and you don't do the Sabbath. Because I was reading 1 Samuel where Samuel told Saul to go to Amalek. And Yahshua and, and, and Yahweh told Samuel to tell Saul to destroy everything. This is uh 1 Samuel's, I think nine, I'm not sure. But Elohim told Samuel to tell Saul to go to Amalek and to kill Amalek and everything, including the animals. So that's the covenant commandment, right? He gave Saul a direct order to give to, he gave Samuel a direct order to give to Saul. Go to Amalek, kill Amalek the king, everybody, man, woman, child, animals, right? Destroy everything. That's the commandment. Saul goes to Amalek. He lets the king live. He kills everybody else. And then he brings back also the good, what he thought was the good animals. Is there a problem there? Because when Saul heard Samuel tell him what Elohim told him, if Saul was to receive the words from Samuel, that would have showed great faith. Right? Saul don't have to understand why, Yash, why, why, why Elohim is telling him to do what he's doing. Just the fact, and we even say this in the church, God said it, I believe it. So Elohim told Samuel to tell Saul what to do. Saul gets on location. He don't kill the king, Agag. He don't kill him. He lets him live. Then he kills what, who he wanted to kill. And then he brought back what he thought was quality, good stuff that he was going to give to Elohim. Samuel comes back to Saul and says, what did you do? And Saul says, what? I did everything you told me to do. He says, well, why do I hear sheep in the background bleeping? And he says, and then Samuel says, Yah is going to take the kingdom from you. And that's how David ends up getting it down the line. That's, that's the beginning of it. So Saul says, let Yah do what, he does, what he's going to do. Well, there's nothing you can do about it. He's going to. And that's the downfall. Saul didn't show faith in what Elohim told Samuel to tell him. So when Elohim is telling us to honor the feast and the Sabbath and to love our neighbors and not to be an adulterer and not to steal, if you don't do 
one or the other, right? You have no faith in him. I don't care how nice you look in your suit. I don't care how awesome and how packed your church is. I don't care how much ties you're paying. I don't care how blessed you feel. I don't care. This is why healing is not being allowed. This is why crime is at its all-time worst. This is why there's wars and rumors of war. This is why food tampering is going on. 17, obey those leading you, the people in the beginning, the prophets of old, not the pastors and stuff. And I'm not saying disrespect your pastor. That's not what I'm saying. And be subject to them, for they watch for your lives as having to give an account. Let them do so with joy and not groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. Pray for us that we trust that we have a good conscience, designed to behave well in every way. But but I particularly encourage you to do this, that I might be restored to you sooner. And, and the Elohim of peace who brought up our master Yahuwah from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his desire, working in you what is pleasing in his sight, through Yahweh Messiah, to whom be esteemed forever and ever. Amen. And I know it goes down to 25, but I'm going to stop at 21. So this is just a reminder that this podcast is also on Spotify and Instagram, and I'm also live on YouTube as well. So don't forget to like my page and don't forget to share my page where it applies. And don't forget to hit the like, uh, the notification button. I still don't say this right. And don't forget to subscribe as well. So have a blessed Sabbath and Shalom.